A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, the 20th chapter, beginning with the first verse. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon, and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock he went out and found others standing around, and he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more. But each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour. And you've made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. And I'm not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You'll notice in your bulletin a title that says, Fair and Generous. I want you to have that prepared and ready at the end of the service. Make sure you know where it is. Renowned preacher and teacher Barbara Brown Taylor, she's one of those preachers that other preachers pay to go hear her preach at conferences and seminars. She's one of those that we read her books and look to see what her insight into a text is. She said this about Jesus' parable. She said, God is not fair. God is generous. And when we begrudge that generosity, it's only because we have forgotten where we stand. I think there's some deep truth in that. That might give you a hint that later on when I tell you to pick this up, which one of these words I'm going to ask you to cross out, but hang on with me. Don't fill it in just because you know the answer already. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you're still wondering, what's the difference between fair and generous? Fair. That's a word that I wish the teacher had never taught my daughter. And if you've ever had a tween or a teen, you know exactly what I mean. Fair. Fair. 
According to my wife, that's something that happens in Columbia in October. But fair can be a great word. Fair can be a good word. Such as when we use it to describe the weather, we mean that the weather's not rainy, the weather's not stormy. We mean that the weather's nice, it's beautiful. Or when we say someone has fair skin, we mean that their skin is light and doesn't have blemishes. When we say that a flower is fair, we're saying that it's pleasing to the eye or the mind because of how it looks and how it's made. Fair is a good word when we tell two people, I will be fair to both of you. It means that we're going to disallow our own influences. We're going to disallow what we think should happen and seek the best for both persons. It means that we're going to do so despite our prejudices or our desires to achieve a proper balance. We're going to look to see who deserves what. When fair is a bad word, when we shout, that's not fair! I know none of you have ever done that. That's not fair. What that means, what fair means when we say it that way, is it means we're not getting what we think we deserve. That's not fair. It means that we think someone is doing us wrong. It means that someone's making us equal to someone else that we don't think we're equal to. Some examples of that. You worked hard all year. Some of you teachers, this is going to resonate with you. You did your very best. You put in more hours than everybody else. And not only that, your hours were more efficient than everyone else's hours because you were actually working and not playing on Facebook. And you were doing what you were supposed to do and you were getting stuff done and your kids were learning. And at the end of the year, the governor said, we're going to give everybody the same 1.25% raise. Some of you, if you've been in a workplace, have experienced that. You labored all year. You worked as hard as you could. And when you went in for your annual evaluation by your boss, she said, I know that you work harder than everybody else. I know you get more done than everybody else. But in the interest of fairness, everybody's going to get the same raise. Or in the interest of morale. It happens... When a sibling cares for a dying parent while three other siblings sit around and watch and let them deal with everything themselves and handle it all. And that poor woman sitting beside her mother's deathbed and her mother says, I'm so thankful for you. And later when the woman passes, all four siblings are sitting in the lawyer's office to hear the will read and they hear the words, I leave my estate to be divided equally among my children whom I dearly love. And most of the time, that's when families break up. Because one sibling said, that's not fair! I deserve more! I did more! We might hear Jesus' parable and think, we're not anything like those other people. We're not anything like those who were hired first. They got all upset. They're standing around and they're waiting to get paid. Why are we at the end of the line? We showed up at 6 o'clock this morning. These people came at 5 p.m. Why are they getting paid before we get paid? And then all of a sudden, they're standing there and they're watching them, and they see the man hand each one of them a single denarius. And they think, 
wow, that's what we agreed to work for, and they got a denarius for an hour of work, and we worked 12 hours. We're going to get 12 denarius. We're going to be rich. And they get to the landowner, and the landowner's foreman hands each one of them the same thing as the first people got. And you know what they said? That's not fair! The same thing we all would have said. Because somewhere deep down, we think we know what we deserve, don't we? I'm better than everybody else, we think. Pride. Pride got us into this mess. The devil snuck up to Adam and Eve and said... No, if you eat that, you'll just be like God. And they said, well, being like God, that sounds good. Why aren't we like God? Why didn't God make us like God? Envy and pride. Pride says, that's not fair. I deserve more. I'm better. I worked harder. I'm better looking. I deserve more. Pride. It's a prideful thing that gets them to recognize That what's happening isn't fair in how they understand fair. That fair is when I get what I deserve. And truthfully, when we use fair, when we use the word fair, that's what we mean. We don't mean we want an unbalanced opinion. We don't mean that we want God to mete out to everyone what everyone needs. We mean, God, I've been serving you my whole life, and I lose my job? And that Satanist in the corner gets to keep hers? That's what we mean. We want to call God to the carpet because of what we think we don't have because we believe we deserve it. I told a pastor friend of mine the other day that I'm nearly convinced that Instagram and Facebook and kick and things like that in the hands of our teenagers are a tool of the devil. Not just because of things that have happened here recently, but because of over and over what I see is young people doing this. Taking pictures down their shirts to put on Instagram so that people can like it. To get attention. Not only do I see teenagers doing that, I see grown women doing that. And I see grown men doing this, holding up big fish. Y'all see what a good fisherman I am? Don't laugh at your pastor. I'm admitting my sin to you. That's sin. It's narcissism. It's being in love with the self, and it's dangerous. It's what causes these people to come up and say, Hey, landowner. You can't do that, what you just did. That's not fair. Did he not tell them from the outset, I will pay you a daily wage, I will pay you a denarius, come work my field for the day? Did they not agree? But they're upset because the landowner is being generous. They're upset because those they believe didn't work as hard as they did are being shown mercy. If they're sent home without the denarius, they can't feed their children. They can't feed their family. 
The daily wage was called a daily wage because it was the giving of daily bread. It was what they would buy the food with for that day. They were day laborers. They didn't have salaries. They didn't have pensions. They didn't have a check at the end of the week. They had what they could stand in the marketplace and get hired to work for. And that was it. And if they went home empty-handed, that means their family would go empty-mouthed. I wonder if you've heard that attitude in the news lately. People quote Paul, you don't work, you don't eat. You're not quoting Paul correctly. How in the world could we look at the mercy of our God and be indignant when people that we don't think should be included in it are included? It's because we're consumed with fairness, with the idea of getting what we deserve. I'm a good person, God. You should reward me. Sounds pretty bad when you say it like that, doesn't it? Pride and narcissism are the forces that cause us to shout, that is not fair. I'm not equal to them. You must reward me better. Give me what I deserve. Barbara Brown Taylor says that God is not fair, but that God is generous. The question for you is, what do you think? After hearing this parable, if the landowner stands in the place of God, would you rather God be fair or generous? Do you know what you truly deserve from God? Are you in touch with your true self? Do you realize the sinfulness that sometimes is still in you? Sinfulness that I know is still in me? I wonder, do I realize what I truly deserve from God? I'm really like that bug trying to claw my way into the church that the children and I set free in the bush. Luther said that sometimes Christians try to storm the gates of heaven by talking about how good we are and all the things that we've done for God and assuming that that means somehow God will reward us with eternal life. But the truth is, eternal life is a gift of God that cannot be earned. What we deserve is the penalty of sin, which is death. What we deserve is nothing. But what God is giving us through Jesus Christ is everything. Life abundant, life eternal, life without end. Would we rather that God was fair and paid us according to our labor? Would we rather that God was fair and paid us according to what we earned? Would we truly take stock of our lives and say, I was perfect all week. I had no sinful thoughts, performed no sinful actions. Would we truly take stock of our lives and say, Lord, I never hated my brother this week. I didn't look down upon anyone. I did everything I could for anyone who was hungry, who was thirsty, who was unclothed. I did everything I could to share everything I had. Would we truly come to God and say, Lord, you know I've been perfect this week. Give me what is fair. 
Taylor says that one of our problems as modern Christians is we tend to read this story as if we were the people who were hired first. And the truth is, we're the last ones called. We're the ones who hung out in the marketplace until it was almost too late. We're the ones who don't deserve what we're getting, but God is being generous anyway and giving us life. We're the ones who are being paid beyond what we earned. We're the ones to whom God is being generous. I wonder if you were going to edit my title, if you were going to mark out one of those words, if you were going to pick one that you would prefer, would you prefer that God be fair or that God be generous? I can't answer for you But because I know myself, because I know that sometimes I can be filled with envy at people who have 500 people in their church, people who are so much more awesome than I am, people who are whatever, you pick something. I'm going to mark out fair because I know that what I need is for God to be generous. Take your hymnal out, your bulletin out. Which one would you mark out? Do you want to be rewarded for your works? For your efforts? For your many, many hours? For your sinfulness? Or do you want God to be generous? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.